Hi, everyone, and welcome to Dance It Out, a Grey's Anatomy podcast. I'm Giuseppe Corallo, and today I'm joined again by Clinton Large. Hi, Clinton. Hi, Giuseppe. How's it going? I'm fine. I'm fine. What about you? I am great. It is, I mean, for the listeners, Giuseppe, it is like 9.15 p.m. for him, and he is tired from work, and it is the beginning of my day. It's noon. It is sunny. I have a coffee, so I'm living my best life. <laughs> Well, I'm not, but I mean, we're going to talk about Grey's Anatomy, so (laughs) I can't complain too much. And today we're going to be talking about the second episode of season 19 of Grey's Anatomy entitled Wasn't Expecting That. So if you haven't seen it yet, of course, there are going to be spoilers ahead. But before we start, I want to say that, you know, Jasmine is not with us today, but stay tuned until the end of the episode because... She's going to say something. She's going to pop up at the end. Just stay tuned. So, Clinton, I'm so, so happy to have you back. When was it the last time that we talked about Grey's Anatomy? Oh, gosh. Okay, because I've been on a few episodes now. The one that comes to mind is when we did our most underrated episodes, but I feel like I've been on set. I think I did season 18 for an episode. I actually don't remember. I should have double-checked this. Yes, yes, you did, because we talked, I mean, I remember that we talked about Meredith and Nick and our common yes. love for the two of them. So so we did an episode for season 18. And, you know, to, to us, to me and Jasmine, you're like a big friend of the podcast. So every time you come back, we're just so, so happy because you're always so excited about the show. So we'll see. And we're very curious to, I mean, I'm very curious to see your thoughts to understand what you think about this new season about this new show and we'll get to that but before we start i think i should do the recap of the episode okay sounds good okay i'm gonna do i'm gonna go with a short summary and so here it goes the attending surgeons and interns work together to solve a medical mystery when a college kid comes in with, with, with what first looks like food poisoning but has escalating and dark complications Meanwhile, Joe spends her day off with Bailey and Meredith finally faces her feelings. Ta-da. Very good, very good. Okay, that was a lot. Okay, so before we talk about the various plot lines of this episode, what I want to ask you is, when was it when it was announced that Alain Pompeo was calling back her role this season? Mm-hmm. And when it was announced that, you know, new interns would come in, what were your thoughts? I was a little apprehensive about the new interns at first, like before I saw anything, I was kind of like, okay, you know, it's the classic, we've run out of plot line, so we're gonna throw in new characters. Um, and I was also like, does that mean the old interns are gone? Like, do we just lose out? Like, I miss like Perez, I miss um, Levi, and I was like, I, I don't want them to go, I love them. Um, yeah, and then when LMP was coming back, I was like, that's awesome. But then when it was announced it was eight episodes, I was still a little, little concerned, maybe a little, I was um, cautiously optimistic about it, trying to be. Um, Mm. That's before I watched anything. Those are my thoughts. What were your feelings before? Well, as I said last week, I was actually, the point, I I think that I I was very angry. And Mm. because, you know, I always thought this show is, is, is about Meredith Grey. I mean, it has always been an ensemble show, but to me, Meredith is the heart and soul of the show. So to me, it's not like, do they still have story left? Are these new interns exciting? That's not the point to me. 
the point is, even if they do the best show they the best show they have made in years, so should they do it? I mean, isn't the show super? Aren't we as a viewers, as longtime viewers, supposed to have like a big ending with Meredith at the center? Do we deserve a show where the lead from 18 season just is being phased out from the show? Do we deserve that? So these were and are my questions. And so I'm very curious to see if this season changes my mind, because as of now, I'm a little bit okay, I'm very interested in Meredith, but should I be interested in more? So I'm a, I'm a little bit on the fence. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see what happens in the next few episodes. But, you know, the point mm-hmm. is, should have the show ended? Well, the answer to me is yes, but can it still excite me? And I don't know. That's going to be an So I had some thoughts on that because I was thinking, I was like, could I watch Grey's Anatomy? without Meredith Grey being on the show. Because I do think that if they, let's say they had a couple seasons without her, she would come back for the series finale. Like she would, assuming she wasn't like dead, but like, I think she would come back for the series finale. So could I get on board on the show without it? And I, I've never really seen House or ER or Scrubs or like any other medical show, but I really like Grey's Anatomy style of a medical show. So I think I honestly, I could watch it without Meredith Grey if the storylines were interesting enough. So I think I could. Oh, that's, I think that's the biggest question. And to me, this has always been my fear that the show would continue without Mary front and center. Because even if she comes back for the series finale, the point is, is that at that point, let's say the show ends in three years and this is Meredith's last year. The point is that we wouldn't have, you know, the climax towards a powerful ending because because let's be honest, we get emotional when we revisit old storylines or, or we see characters from the past. Because this, I mean, this is a show in its 19th season. So of course, nostalgia plays a big role in what, I mean, at least in what makes me emotional about this show. Uh, to me, the ending of this episode, we'll get to it, but the ending of this episode was very powerful. And it was powerful mm. because I've been with Zola since season eight, which was like 10 seasons ago, you know? So I think this is the strength of the show. And of, of course, I also think this is could, has been in the recent years, a little bit of the downfall of this show, you know? So so it's, it's going to be a hit. It's going to be a miss. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just curious to see what they come up Interesting. with. Yeah, I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for Grey's without Meredith because I don't want it to end. So I'm on, I guess I'm trying to force myself to like put blinders to all the things I don't like. Being like, I love it. I love it. I love it. It'll be fine. Yeah, I get it. I get, I get it. I get it. I'm like that. As, as, as I say, as I always said, this is the longest relationship that I have ever been <laughs> with. So to me, it's like, I cannot break up with him right now with it. Yeah. Because it's like, I, I still have feelings. So let, let's see where these feelings take me. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be an interesting path for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So speaking of, you know, in this episode, we had again our interns front and center. And, you know, also based on, on what happened in this episode, you know, the, in this episode, as I said, the, the interns had to solve a medical mystery. And Simone was, at the end of the day, the one who made the diagnosis. And 
I'm curious to see what, what, what do you think about this new class? Uh, again, just taking into consideration the premiere and this episode, who interests you the most? What makes you excited about this new class of interns? Right, okay. So first things first, I don't know any of their names. So I have their pictures and character names up Clinton, on my computer Clinton. because I don't remember. <laughs> okay, we forgive you, Clinton. Yeah, but do you have them memorized? I was going to test you. But can you name all five new interns without looking at the screen? Yeah, I can. And I, I, I swear, I'm not going to cheat. Okay, so I'll try. Uh, Lucas, Mika, uh, Blue, um, Lucas, Mika, Blue, Jules, and Simon. Jules, Mika, I have to double check. Lucas, Blue, <laughs> Simone. Yes, you did it. Okay, good job. Um, <laughs> I told you it's the longest relationship that I've ever been in. So. I'm a faithful person. Love these new interns. I think it's so fun. I think my so I took a bunch of like notes on my phone about it. And at first, I think I loved them because the two men are like really hot. So like the <laughs> Harry Shum Jr. who plays Blue, I loved Harry Harry Shum Jr. I loved him in Glee. I loved him in Shadowhunters. Um, I just uh, heard an interview on a podcast um, of him with his Shadowhunters cast talking about the character and what that was like. And I was like, oh my God, you're so cool. Um, so, and he's in Crazy Rich Asians, but he's only in like a post credit scene in the first movie, but he plays a major love interest for Astrid in the second and third installments, if you've read the books. Um, okay. So I'm really excited for that. Um, and then, so the guy who plays Lucas, Nico, um yeah. he i, I think him. plays so hot so hot i feel like he plays like dumb problematic hot so well like you don't want to date him but you think he's attractive if you know what i mean like he's not the boy you bring home to your parents exactly i agree i agree yeah because he was in that movie with jake borelli the guy who plays levi the thing about harry in 2020 so they do yeah. that movie together and then now he's in gray's anatomy which i don't think is a coincidence um yeah yeah me neither yeah, the director of that movie, Peter Page, is one of, of Krista Vernoff, the showrunner of the show, Best Friends. So it's not a coincidence. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I also didn't do any digging. I was just like, I'm so smart. I, I think there's I think there's overlap here, but didn't actually look into it. Um, but so first, I guess I loved them because they were hot. But then I really found them interesting. I thought it was super cool that Nico was Amelia's nephew. And I like I really liked Mika. I thought it was fun that um, Link had pulled a Derek and slept with a new intern without realizing she was the new intern. I thought Simone was so interesting, like coming in late and then then getting the diagnosis. I think it's so cool that these are all like the misfits or the odd ones out in the graduating med class, and that's why they ended up at like a revamped um, intern program. Yeah. yeah. The rough diamonds, as Meredith will say. Yes, that was it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm very excited about this new class. I'm not, I mean, I'm not in love with them, not yet, but I find it interesting. I have a favorite one. I mean, two favorites one. Uh, Lucas. Okay, but you can't, you can't base on how hot they are, though. You got to pick. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try not to do that. It's, it's hard, <laughs> but I'm going to try. So one of them is Lucas, because as you said, he plays dorky, adorably dorky in a great, great way. And, and also the fact that he's connected to the past, to the roots of the show, I mean, doesn't hurt. And the other character that I'm really, really enjoying is Mika. 
I just love her. I don't know what it is about her because we haven't seen a lot from her. She gives me Christina vibes, her confidence and stuff. Um, to me, she's like more... a toned down Christina. Yeah, toned down Christina mixed with Izzy Stevens. I mean, mm. when, when in the premiere, she said to the patient's mother, I'm going to pray for her. I'm going to pray for this patient. because That's very a, Izzy. You're right. Yeah you, yeah, you as a mother don't have the strength to, to be hopeful. In that moment, I thought, that, that is something that kids, Izzy Stevens would have done, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that, okay, when that happened, I was thinking, I was like, is that allowed? Is that appropriate? Like, you know? Well, well this is Grey's Anatomy. I mean, describe appropriate, define appropriate. <laughs> That's true. Apparently, though, I was talking with someone who was a nurse and she was saying that Grey's Anatomy isn't too far from the truth with like how much like, intermingling we'll call it uh there is between hospital staff um oh. and I was like that's so funny she's like have you seen Grey's Anatomy and I'm like do you know anything about me like of course I have um and she said it was actually pretty accurate oh really I didn't think that well I find find this episode that there was the um, Blue and Mika had this exchange in which because as you know Mika was trapped into the Owen and Teddy fights and and fiasco yes. I would say so she was very stressed out and, and and blue at the same time was caught up between Winston and and Maggie's drama and basically there is this scene which I found very funny which Mika's uh, blue says to Mika why is everyone married in this hospital and Mika says well you know doctors they, we just don't have a life so this is what happens when you don't have a life when you cannot date outside your you know work pool so I, I thought that was very, very, very funny and a nice, um, you know, a nice, a, a nice summary of the show in a way. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Just kind of calling out the fact that everyone's married to each other. Yeah, yeah. So and, and so in this episode, interns had to solve a mystery. And as I said, everyone was, you know, fixated on fixing this problem on finding on finding out what was wrong with this. Which young- is very much like the pilot. Which it was very much like the pilot, but but even though I liked to see all of them coming together and trying to find a solution, at the same time, when the when when the discovery was made, when Simone made you know realized that it was meningitis all along, I was like, and Meredith and Richard and Teddy and and Owen and all the other attendees couldn't see that it was this. You know what I mean? It was a great setup. And then the ending of the mystery didn't feel right. It felt too, too easy. You know, a doctor like Marathi Gray should be able to, to make this kind of diagnosis. So that, that's the impression that I got. That in order so- to make Simone smart, they made our loved attendings look, you know, a little dumb. So I Googled it just now. Meningitis is really where I think because of vaccinations. So I think that was it. Like they couldn't fathom somebody who's in university who should be, you know, pretty smart, like not being vaccinated against everything. Well, that could work. But I don't know. I I mean, again, it seems it seems like really easy. While in the pilot, when Meredith and Christina make the discovery, it's it's about something that they had they had let slip by, you know, the fact that Kerry Rice had had a fall and that that fall had caused like a, a little hematoma. I mean, I don't remember that storyline 
entirely, but it was something like that. So right, I, right. So we are wanting the little minute detail that the main doctors didn't get yeah, to hear, yeah. but the intern did, rather yeah. than it be something that anybody could have diagnosed. Yes, yes. I mean, that felt a little cheap to me. So, and again, I didn't feel like, oh, Simone, she's so smart. I was like, so Meredith couldn't have solved this. So this is what I was left with. You know, do you think that it was that what they tried to do, at least whether or not they did it correctly, but like what they tried to do was that little detail was that they lived in a dorm room? Yeah, I think it was like, yeah, there was a little detail, but we knew from the start that they lived in a dorm. And and so I don't know, I didn't feel right, but I'm happy to hear that you didn't you don't think like me on this subject. Maybe it's just me. And sometimes you know, again, I'm in a relationship with this show, so I'm very, very picky. And See, I didn't start watching Grey's Anatomy till 2015 or something. And yeah. so I haven't had as many years to love it. But I, I'm pretty easily entertained. Like, I buy into the universes very quickly. Oh. So even people are like, oh, I don't feel like that explanation was good enough for what happened. I was like, oh, no, it totally is because of blah, blah, blah. And I almost, like, add in extra information to make their explanation work. Okay. So I'm not a good judge for that. I think most people are very like, mm, that's not good enough. But I'm like, it makes total sense, guys. There's magic in Grey's Anatomy. Oh, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fairies came in and saved oh. them. I, I think that makes sense. Like, I buy in really quickly. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. I would, I would love for, for me to be like you because I, I, on the other side, I'm someone who's like, what? Meredith and Nick haven't spoken for six months. How is that possible? That, that does not make sense. So, and I am out of the storyline immediately. You know, I'm like this. I just want my shows to, to make completely sense. I mean, when I watch, of course. But doesn't that make sense though? Because how stubborn they both are that they wouldn't, none of them wanted to reach out to the other. No, to me, doesn't. They, they were shown as two adults who could communicate. And hey, Meredith is not the most well-adjusted, though. Like, she needs to well, do a little more therapy. Like, uh, but what about Nick? I mean, if, even if he was hurt, he should... I mean, he, sh- he should have called her. He saw that it was a bad day for her. And you, you have to remember, you need to remember that before the season 18 finale, Amelia and Nick had that beautiful scene in which Amelia explained to Nick all the pain that Meredith has been through. So after all that, after that speech, Nick leaves her alone, doesn't call her back after two days. I mean, I get it. It was angry, but you know, shouldn't have called. I mean, I'm not dissing on them because I love to tell them and we'll get to them. The point is, come on, six months without talking. That's not good storytelling. That's just lazy storytelling, at least to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, will, but I, I can buy it. I, can, I don't know enough about Nick to know if he wouldn't reach out, but I can buy that Meredith after calling after him and him not coming back. I could buy him or her not yelling or not contacting Nick again. Oh. Let's talk about them a little bit more. But before we do, I want to share a little, I want to still talk about the new interns. So, okay. and they're the focus of the show. So, I mean, what was the funniest storyline to me in this episode? Because to me, it was that everyone now thinks that Lucas and Amelia Shepard are sleeping together. Which is so funny. And I'm wondering, because his character was bisexual in the movie with something, the movie with um, Jake Borelli, and Jake Borelli's character in Grey's is gay. And I was wondering if he was gonna, uh, if they were gonna make him similar. So that's like, 
it'd be a funny twist too if he was like gay or something he's like no i don't even like women and she's my aunt like it's just like so many things yeah i really i really hope he's gay have to be honest with you I would love for him to be gay. I mean, I'm not a biggest fan of Levi, but I also think that Levi deserves better than Nico. So, oh my God, Levi yelling at them, being like, don't drop anything in a body. And it's like, yeah. who did that? Yeah, he's so mad right now. Anyway, so, so I think that when the truth will come out about Lucas and Amelia, it, it's going to be very funny. And what I found interesting is the fact that Lucas prefers to be seen as Amelia's lover rather than connected to the Shepherd's family which I get. Do you think he prefers that or do you think he just panics? We only had the one moment where Blue called him out and then it was like, uh, uh, mm, like, do you think it was just because he was so flabbergasted? Like, that's my aunt. Of course not. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that he hadn't thought about it and then he had to make a decision right in that moment, precise moment and he went maybe with the easiest thing. And so, yeah, maybe he's just trapped in his poor making this, I mean this, that's this, on uh, brand for him he does just use first yeah. names when talking to patients and told the wrong <laughs> mom that her son was dying yes yes exactly and then we had another moment between Jules and Link okay so basically Jules has to amputate a leg that the patient's leg which I find it odd because you know in at the beginning of the show interns could I mean when they got to be inside in her eye, it was like a miracle. And now on her first week, an intern is amputating mm. on limb. Isn't that weird? That is weird. I wonder if that comes from like, remember how they were like so many plot lines about changing their education. I wonder if like there's a bigger push, especially in this post COVID world to get them trained up faster in like yeah. a safer way. Um, yeah. yeah, this or, makes sense it's probably just the reality that they're like, we don't want to do those same boring storylines of them being like, Oh my God, let me hold a scalpel, please. And they're trying to like get something else more interesting going. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think you're right on both counts, but you know, it was fun when, when, when we had to see them fight to, to all that scalpel and now it's so easy. But anyway, what I found a little bit disturbing was what Link did with those legs. I mean, the fact that, I mean, of course he was not flirting with Julie because let's remember what, what Link does. So basically Jules has to amputate, I think it was the, la- the left leg of this patient uh, because otherwise the patient will die. Um, and what she and what Link does is he writes on the legs, on the skin, like you don't have, on the, on the left leg, he writes, this is the leg with to, um, to cut. And on the other is he writes down with a marker and you don't have to cut this leg. And there is a, like a smiley face, which I found it so disturbing. Who does that? See, I actually thought that was smart because there are cases of surgeons amputating the wrong leg. And when asked why, they're just like, I thought I was on the right side of the patient. Like, yeah. Really and so I was... Yeah, like it, it's happened. And so that's why I'm like, I would, I would rather my, if I had to get my leg amputated, I would rather my surgeon like write with a marker on my leg saying not this leg to make sure it's the correct leg they're amputating. Oh, yes. Now that I know. Especially this. when they're both, disco- they're both um, discolored. Like it's not like one's purple and one's normal. Like they both have some of the rash or whatever on it. Okay. But, but you know, he was with her. So what was the point of writing down? Maybe showing his, because they're also a teaching hospital. Maybe that's not like a textbook thing, but this is like, this is my style. 
this is my style of surgery. This is how I run things. And I don't want to be the surgeon who cuts the wrong leg. So I'm going to always write mark with markers. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it makes sense. But it was a little bit creepy. And so I get what you... Why? Why? So why do you think it's creepy? Tell me why. Because, you know, to have that smiley face, what I found creepy were, were the, the faces, you know, the sad face, the smiley icon. So to me, it was like, it was a little morbid. Yeah, I don't know. It felt, it felt disturbing, you know? Mm. And not because he was flirting with Jules, because I, I, to me, it didn't come across as flirting. It came across as not caring so much about what was going on. But again, sometimes I feel disconnected to what Link does. So maybe that's just on me. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's like a shorthand where he's like, in the future, I don't write the words. I just write the smiley face on the leg that I cut or the leg that I don't cut. But because it's this new person who doesn't understand my system, I write the words and the the symbol. Yeah, yeah could be. I like your way overreaching. Of- you make, you know, you, you take things that to me do not, do not make a lot of sense and you make them have sense. So thank you. I'm going to call you often, you know. Yeah. Call me anytime. I will, I will give you all my theories that are based in no fact whenever. Like that explanation <laughs> of the smiley face, there is, but there is no reason to, for we, that to be true. But well, I find it fun. We love theories based on no facts. I mean, I do. I know that I do. So that's okay. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have talked about the new interns. And of course, during these two episodes, our loved attendings are now in the background, like it used to be like in season one, when the five interns, Meredith, George, Christina, Alex, and Daisy, were front and center, and Burke, Bailey, Dirk, were just, you know, their teachers. So this is happening again, but this time we know all of our attendings' backstories. And I will start with my favorite character ever. I mean... No one will ever write a character that I will love more than her. And I'm, of course, talking about Meredith Grey. I just loved her in this episode. Just, just loved her. The fact I think that- the first two episodes have been hitting really hard. Like, Meredith has done great. Like, I just, I'm very, like, like, it's been a great start to the season. Yeah. I mean, as I said last week, I'm a little sad because you know we have skipped those six months which would have been great storytelling for her you know it would have been such a powerful ending to the show as well to see her hit low becoming her whole self and then come out from the other on the other way so it would have been a final interesting storylines but you know to to see her like this six months is is good as well and she's so casually with being chief I just I just love her but what I loved most about her this episode was the fact that she was finally ready to to confront her feelings and 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 to tell Nick how she felt about him I mean I saw a lot of people writing on Twitter that you know oh my god I hate this scene because it's a pick me choose me love me all over again and Meredith is begging for a man but this is not what's happening here. What's happening here is a woman who is in love, who knows, I mean, who has lost so much, and who finally understands that she does want to let this man go, that she wants a life with him. And she's honest. And she says, I went numb. And when I saw you again, I could feel again. And then the theme of music of Meredith and Nick plays in the background. And I'm just, oh, so in love with the two of them. I get all googly eyes when I think about them. You know, I just, I just love them. I do. Me too. I really love Nick. I think, 
I don't think it's her begging for men. I think it's her being vulnerable. And like, if you're never vulnerable, you're never going to get the love of your life, right? Like, it's not going to happen. Right, right, I agree. And she was so sweet when she, she was so sweet and so powerful at the same time when she said, you know, you need me to tell you that I love you. Well, I'm going to say it as many times as you want. I found that such an empowering moment for her. She has grown so, so much. I know. I love her. We love her. Our mayor. Yeah. Um, and at the I end wonder, of the- what do you yeah. think season one, Meredith, if she could see season 19, Meredith, the character, what do you think she would be most shocked about? Uh, the fact that she has kids. I think to her, it would, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, to me, that would feel incredible to her. And three kids, by the way, not just one. Well, do you think she'd be happy about her or would she just be shocked or would she be disappointed? Think, like, what do you? She would be shocked. I think she would be shocked because she, she doesn't know the circumstances, you know? So I think she mm-hmm. would be shocked. Who knows? Knows, but mm-hmm, I think so. mm-hmm. well I loved her I loved every interaction that Nick had with her I and I love just the two of them I'm gonna stop saying that I love them because I could go on talking about the two of them for the next half an hour but I'm not gonna do that but speaking of kids your tombstone here lies Giuseppe he really loved yeah. Meredith Grey like yeah I do and speaking of kids and we had that oh my god emotional scene with Zola I, I, I cried. Oh my God. Okay. So in my notes, because I took notes for the episode, I wrote like an all caps on my phone. Zola is so big. And then two seconds later wrote, no, Zola, it'll be okay. Like, yeah. Right. And, and you know what? I'm going to say this to you. And because I don't know if you have read this interview from Krista Vernoff, as I said, the showrunner, she basically said that Meredith exit storyline is related to her children. Mm. So I think what's going to happen is that this is the beginning of a storyline in which Zola is going to start wondering who, who is, who are, is uh, her bi- biological family, you know, who are hit. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, because it was an episode in season 18 in which she told Winston, sometimes I think about my biological mom, but I'm afraid to admit it because I don't want to hurt my 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 my, my mom, Meredith. So right, and that could have been the plan to make season 18 the finale, and then when they got renewed for 19, they're like, we'll push that storyline to 19 because that's Ellen's exit. Yeah, that could be Alex's exit, mm-hmm. and then she will mm-hmm. come back to the finale, and then and then we'll see what happens for season 20. So yeah, I I, I think that's that's the end game. I was so, so sad for Zola. Poor Zola. I really, I, because we get her. I mean, we have been there with all the, during all these losses. So, and we have seen the toll that Helly's disease took on, on Meredith. So, so I think it was devastating. Devastating. Yeah. When she's, I thought Meredith did a really good job too. Like when she was watching it and she was like waiting, like trying to give Zola a chance. Like, okay, you can do it. Like, you can get through your yeah. speech. Like, but like, she's like, she's yeah. crying. Like she's ready to jump in at a moment's notice. And then when Zola like burst into tears and she, all right, that's it. Calling it, running this. Like, yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. It Those were good beats. Yes. And, and, and it proved just how of an amazing mother Meredith is. She gave her space to recollect herself. And when she saw that she, that she was in grave, grave uh, uh, distress, she just jumped to, to rescue her. So that's what mm-hmm. I'm, 
what a mother should should do. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm very interested to to see where this storyline goes. Do you know who else got so big is Prue and Luna. Both of them are like huge now. Right? They're huge. I, I, I saw them on a stroller and I was like, aren't they too huge to be on the stroller? Of course they are not, but that is that was my thinking. They're so yeah. huge. Do you and, watch Station 19? Well, so basically I watched until half of season five, I, I think. Then I left the show because it just doesn't grab me. And then I saw these two episodes of Grace and 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 then I I skipped the finale of season five and I just watched the, the first two episodes of season six. So, right. so what's the season of station 19 when Prue's dad dies? Oh, that's season five, last season. Yeah. I, there is okay. like a okay. episode with Grey's Anatomy. So it's around, yeah. I think it's episode five of Grey's Anatomy. I think it dies okay. in the yeah so that i've seen that season um and then i don't think what what's what season aired last year was that season six i haven't seen the one that was airing new last year okay okay no this year is season six of of social 19 so i probably i think i've only seen up to season four then okay yeah i just checked on canadian disney plus it only goes up to season four okay so that's what i've seen okay okay well social 19 doesn't grab my interest again but you know since i know that probably the winter finale is going to be a crossover event i said okay you know what i'm just going to watch season six and let's see what happens you know so what's been up to you like more private practice or station 19 well i didn't love private practice as well i watched just the, two, uh, the first two seasons of private practice i never saw the episodes in which amelia i mean i never saw the amelia on private practice don't know anything mm. about the line ever there except for what she tells on Grace. She's all in Grace. So I'm not a big fan of private practice and I'm not a big fan of Session 19 because they just, they seem to me like regular network TV shows and they seem so far away from prestige dramas. And and you could say Grey's Anatomy is the same, but to me Grey's Anatomy had something, always has had something different. like a special kind of flair, something they, it's like, it's not out there, like a lightning in a bottle. And this is why I'm so worried about these new interns because what made this show great was not just the formula, it was the characters, you know? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that's what I'm worried about. But going back to our attendings, so basically there are Owen and Teddy who are having such a huge fight and as of now it's being played as a comedy and I mean, so I have thoughts on this. Okay, let me hear your thoughts. So, everyone knows I'm a huge Owen fan, so I'm trying not to be like ah, Owen. So I'm trying to be a little bit better. Um, what I had an issue with in their fight was that I feel like Teddy had done a lot to try to forgive Owen, and like when she wanted to run away at the end of last season, it was to like protect her family and stuff and i felt like owen's feelings are valid like it's valid that he's frustrated by the situation i just didn't feel like he was apologetic or appreciative enough of teddy the fact that like she was you know like she's the partner and she let them you use their entire savings to get the most expensive lawyer possible so he can get his license back and then that she's doing all these things to help him go through his six month probation and stuff. Like he, like she's just trying so hard and he's just like, Oh, but she doesn't get what it's like for me. And I was kind of like, Oh, and like, 
Mm, you're you're doing your classic Owenness again. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm as you know, I'm not the biggest Owen hater out there. I, I I like him because I think he's a real person. I think that it's complicated. But in this this time, I, I agree with you. But I also think that Teddy is being a little bit too much passive aggressive. And yeah. so I think they just should talk about the, their problems, which I get, they're huge because, and, but another thing is, I mean, they're two great doctors. They must have high earning jobs. So even though they're broke now, I don't think they will be broke by, you know, a year from now. So, I mean, I get all the hate. Assuming he can keep his license because then if he can't, like if he does procedures and loses it, which I think is going to, I think there's going to be a close call with that in the future. Um, Then would it be enough for them to have the financial goals and lifestyle goals that they have? Who knows? But the point is that at the end of the episode, Owen, who keeps interrupting Meredith and Nick, by the way. Oh my God, Owen. But but the point is, Owen could be, you know, he's he's back at being a teacher at the end of the episode. And I think Owen works perfectly in that role. So maybe he redeemed. Yeah, I did like the episodes when he was training the residents in trauma surgery. And there was that one where Abel Kepner was like, and then an helicopter comes in the yeah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. I, like, I did like him in that role. I okay, So what do you feel of how they wrote him back in the show of being like, oh, we were away in the beach for six months and we got a lawyer and everything's fine now. Like, I just felt like it wasn't like, I hope there's more around that because I just felt like that was a really quick, like, wrap up that storyline things are going in a different direction now like I thought there'd be more consequences for what he did well I think it was just lazy writing I think that when they they wrote last season ending they they had some storylines on on their cards they they wanted to play with this storyline they wanted to play with Meredith more and then basically when they saw that Ellen was not coming for the full season and they had her for eight episodes they saw that they needed to do a soft reboot of the show. So mm. they just glossed over basically all, all last season's storyline. So, you know, what I think it was just lazy writing. But again, yeah, we'll forgive the show for it. And- so speaking of the attendings, do we know anything about Amelia and um, Kai or anything? Or right. anything right. going on with like anybody from Minnesota? Like, is that just... We're, we're just pretending that didn't happen or Kai is back n- next week so episode three I mean oh, this okay yeah so I think that by the end of next week's I mean of this week's episode we'll see where they stand I'm curious to mm. see that and also there were lots of other things happening in this episode I mean there was the nice moments between uh joe and bailey and i really hope that by the end of the season before anyone leaves joe and meredith just share a scene together it's been since season 16 do the actors not like each other or just it just well there is is some speculations that they don't follow each other on instagram anymore so they may not be on great terms right now but you know meredith was such an important key player in joe's you know formation so i would like to see the two of them interact again but anyway back to bailey and 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 joe interacting i thought it was really funny to see them as being you know those cute moms and bailey trying to to get information about what was going on the the hospital i thought it was pretty funny 
Yeah, yeah. Speaking of people not liking each other, have you have you ever seen The Good Wife? No. So on The Good Wife, there there's the main girl, and then she has like this like uh, this private investigator that she works with, oh, and the characters yeah. are supposed to be the best of friends. Yes. But yeah. the actresses hated each other, like yeah. they absolutely loathed each other. So then, when the private investigator like left the show and stuff years later, and they had to film scenes together, they refused to actually film them together. So they would do lots of like back and forth cut scenes where they're each acting clearly with someone just standing in, and then the occasional one they'd have to do you know the extra stuff to like put them in the same frame and stuff um, to get those scenes together. So I wonder, I wonder if that's going to happen with Joe and Meredith. Oh my God, that's just completely crazy. Yeah, I remember that I write about that feud. Yeah, I remember. Well, we'll see. Anyway, so as I said- Happier before, notes. Happier notes. Well, I'm gonna, I, I mean, I don't know if I have your notes, but as I said before, we have Jasmine that has something to say. So let's hear from Jasmine. Hi everyone. So as you heard, I was not on the podcast this week and Clinton was nice enough to fill in for me. Going forward, you'll hear my voice occasionally, but I won't be co-hosting the show the way I used to. My love for Grace just isn't there like it used to be, and so I've decided to stay on as a producer. We'll have updates soon about the new co-host and all the special guests we have planned for this season. Love you guys. Okay, so you heard Jasmine and well, you, you heard her thoughts about the episode and now this season, we're gonna try to 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 keep the show going, and it's gonna be a great ride. We're gonna have lots of guests, and it may be a new, possibly a new host. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm gonna be here, and before we go, and before we say to each other, Clinton, goodbye. And just so you know, Clinton, I want you back as soon as possible on this podcast. I so- will come back whenever, wherever. Okay, he made a promise, guys. He made a promise. So before we go, what was your favorite quote or scene from the episode? Oh, okay. So I wrote this down. So I loved that we got to see the trifecta of sisters again. There was like that one scene where it's like uh, Meredith, Amelia, and uh, Maggie, and they're all like walking together. And I was like powerhouse trifecta right there. Um, I loved that we got Luke from Modern Family as the actor. I thought he played dumb college boy really well. Uh, but my actual favorite scene was when something's going wrong with the, the I'm just gonna call him Luke because it's from one of, he's Luke and Modern Family. Something's wrong with Luke and then his buddy, and they were like, what's wrong? And the doctors are like, we don't know. And then the friend's like, we'll find someone who does. And yeah. that that is me as a person. That is something exactly I would be yelling at the doctors in the hospital. And so I thought that was it. Yeah, yeah. Well, my favorite scene was, of course, Meredith saying I went numb and then I could feel again. But since I've talked about that thing, I'm going to say that I liked uh, seeing Angry Levi. I just love. Uh... Yeah, yeah, I just did every interaction. And I also loved that we saw uh, Elm again and now she's a bartender. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think she's going to come back or do you think she's going to stay a bartender? And be like the new, uh, was it Joe or whatever? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think she's going to come back at some point. Yeah, I think we're going to yeah. see. I think that something medical, a disaster is going to happen again at the bar. And then she has to step into action. And, you know, in Gray's fashion, something will just bring her back to the OR. I think yeah. so. 
I did think her points were valid though, where she's like, I make more money as a bartender than as a resident and I have more time and I have weekends. And when I make a mistake, no one dies. I was like, yeah, valid points, girl. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Great valid points. Yeah. I should take those advices for my professional life as well. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and on that note, so thank you so much, Clinton, for being with me today and hope to talk of to course, you soon. Of course. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And so that's our show. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe, like, rate, and review our podcast and tell your friends. Our theme song is called Inspired by Kevin McLeod. You can, you can find us on Twitter at DeadSetUpPod and on Instagram at DeadSetUpGraysAnatomy. And until next time, I'm, I'm Giuseppe, and this is Dead Sit Out, a Grey's Anatomy podcast. <laughs>